Welcome to Episode 2 of the Hartford Steam Boiler Inspection and Insurance Company Podcast. My name is Chris Ferretti, Digital Marketing Manager for HSB, and I hope you enjoyed our previous premiere episode, which featured author Jerry Potter's moving lecture on the anniversary of the 1865 Sultana Steamboat Explosion on the Mississippi River, where it's estimated that 1,800 soldiers returning home from the Civil War perished. This disaster is one of the key events that led to the formation of our company almost 150 years ago, and I highly recommend Jerry's book called The Sultana Tragedy, which is available from Amazon and other book retailers. In this program, we're joined by Mike Roy, AVP of Engineering, to discuss our solar shortfall coverage renewable energy insurance offering that helps create energy revenue solutions for investors. Mike gives us an overview of solar projects, their risks, and how HSB's unique solar shortfall product gives confidence to project investors on the days when the sun doesn't shine. Mike gives special focus to the phenomenon of potential induced degradation, otherwise known as PID, which is when the design of a system can seriously impact the amount of energy a module can produce. He identifies ways to test for PID that mitigate and reduce its negative effects. My name is Mike Roy. I'm Assistant Vice President for Engineering at Hartford Steam Boiler Inspection and Insurance Company. And my primary area of focus is with renewable energy technologies. When financing solar projects, usually the primary concern of the investor is will the project generate enough income to pay back the debt? Whether or not the project is successful in generating the income has a lot to do with the cash flow model. A lot of aspects of the cash flow model can't be predicted such as changes to incentive programs, but there are some things that can be predicted, and that is the amount of energy the system can produce and whether or not it's a quality installation that somebody may be willing to purchase down the road. Investors are very good in building their financial models, but they'll often rely on technical experts to help them with specific aspects of the model, such as operational expenses, capital expenses, energy revenues, So they will hire third-party engineers to evaluate these and provide them feedback as inputs to their models. In the U.S., we're seeing a lot more solar projects being developed, sometimes in areas where we would not really expect them. For example, California has quite a bit of solar. They also have quite a bit of sunshine, so that's to be expected. The number two market in the U.S. for solar is New Jersey. Now, we all know New Jersey doesn't have a lot of solar resources, but because of incentive programs, falling prices for solar modules, and availability of the technology, we're seeing a lot more of these projects installed than we were just even a few years ago. Other concerns are also driving the installation. At a residential level, people are trying to reduce the variability in their energy prices. By installing solar, you know how much your electricity is going to cost you over the next 15 to 20 years. And solar projects being a renewable energy technology also reduces the impact of burning fossil fuels, which contributes to climate change. Some of the common risks involved with installing solar is first getting a good quality contractor who knows the technology, who's installed solar projects in the past, and who's also familiar with some of the local rules and regulations. The requirements for installing a solar system in the Northeast for example, may be completely different than installing a solar system out in California. Local rules, regulations could differ. Building codes may be vastly different. The structures of the buildings and the electrical systems may all have unique qualities that will require someone with specific expertise. 
With regards to the quality of the modules, there's a common misconception in the industry that modules, for example, produced from China don't perform as well as modules produced from some other parts of the world. And while I say that's a misconception, the quality of the module isn't dependent on where it's produced. Some of the Chinese modules are in the top 10 of the list of manufacturers. What it has a lot more to do with is the financial strength of a company. If a company starts to struggle financially, they take shortcuts in materials and manufacturing, which results in a poorly performing module. There can be several different types of failures from poor quality installation. Some of them can be as severe as fires, where if the modules are not constructed properly, they can result in short circuits and cause fires. If the wiring is not installed correctly or the proper size wiring, it can result in short circuits and cause fires. Poorly constructed modules can result in reduced energy output of the system. A poorly designed system that may not have the proper row-to-row spacing can have some excessive shading in early season months, which may reduce in the output. An improper selection of the inverter, which is really the heart of the system, can cause the entire solar plant to go offline for long periods of time. Potential induced degradation is a phenomenon where the amount of energy that a module can produce can be seriously impacted by the system design. There's a couple different types of potential induced degradation, also nicknamed PID. There is PID that is both reversible and irreversible. What we're going to focus on here and what we're seeing the most of is what's called reversible PID, and it happens with crystalline silicon solar panels. But there's a misconception about reversible PID. If the panel has already been damaged by PID, the damage is done and is usually not recoverable. What they mean by reversible PID is that when you change the system design, the PID effect can be stopped and will no longer occur at that plant. In some cases, we've seen power outputs on the panel level as much as 60% reduced. When this power output is combined at the string level, it can mean 30 to 40% in 10 to 20% when rolled up to the system level. If your system produces 20% less energy than you had planned on, your revenue is going to be much lower, and then the cost to repair the system may be much higher than you had originally planned for in your models. Some of the ways to identify and prevent PID are first to design a system that is not susceptible to PID. PID can be hard to predict when and where it will occur. It's also a phenomenon that, while understood, is not fully understood. We do know that PID occurs more often in hot, humid environments. It also does not occur in systems where the negative pole of the inverter is grounded. Why don't we just ground all the negative poles and be done with it? There are some systems that are designed so that they can't be grounded in that manner, and the systems are more efficient and cheaper to build, which is a big incentive for the developer. So it's important to use modules that are not susceptible to PID. Now, that doesn't help us if PID is occurring or we suspect PID is occurring at a plant. In that case, there are a few tests that can be done to verify that PID may be present. One of the tests is infrared thermography. You can take a heat signature image of a solar panel, and if PID is occurring on that panel, the image will have a certain signature. It'll have a certain characteristic pattern, and that can tell you that PID may be occurring. There are some additional tests such as IV curve, where you're checking the current and voltage output of the panel. And again, that can tell you PID may be occurring. Once you can identify that PID occurred, now you can take additional steps to try to mitigate and reduce the effects. 
HSB's engineering department right now is the provider of technical due diligence for Munich Re's Renewable Energy and New Technology Investment Program, where they're buying wind farms and solar parks. As part of our role in technical due diligence, we look at all aspects of the renewable energy project, whether it's wind or solar. When it comes to solar, what we look at is the quality of the manufacturers, the quality of the installation, and we also review the energy yield model. The energy yield model is probably one of the most important aspects of the due diligence because if the predicted energy is higher than what the plant can achieve, the investor will not get the revenues that they expect and the plant will not make enough money to pay back the debt. HSB works with several third parties to help assess the energy output of a system. And in doing that for Munich Re, we've learned quite a bit about the operation of renewable energy projects. And we're taking that knowledge and bringing it back in-house on the insurance side to help work with product development on new products and services to meet the needs of our insurance. One of the product ideas that's come out of our work with Munich Re's technical due diligence is around the energy yield assessments. Since we've learned quite a bit on how the energy yield assessments are produced and the different factors that can influence the quality of the assessment, working with underwriting and product development, we've come up with some pretty good ideas on how to take that knowledge and leverage it into a new product. HSB's solar shortfall product provides a guarantee on the amount of energy that can be produced by a solar project. One of the unique things about that product in the marketplace is we do not exclude the lack of energy generation due to the amount of sunshine. It's important for the insured to see a consistent energy output from the energy yield study without a lot of variance. Natural variation in the sunshine is about plus or minus 10% year over year. If the energy yield studies has any significant flaws in it, it may be possible that the project itself, even on the sunniest years, might not produce as much energy as they need to to pay back the debt. What it does is it gives some additional confidence to the investor that they will be able to generate the cash flows that they need for their project. The solar shortfall product is in high demand with a lot of investors. And HSB is very cautious to make sure that we do a full assessment of the energy yield to make sure that the energy output projected by the project developer is realistic and attainable. There are a couple other companies that offer a guarantee around the energy produced by a solar project, but right now, to the best of my knowledge, HSB is the only one that includes the variability of the sunshine in its guarantee. Follow the links in the description below for more information and to watch a video with Mike on HSB's solar shortfall coverage. Please subscribe to this podcast to hear new shows as they are released. This podcast is copyrighted 2015 by the Hartford Steam Boiler Inspection and Insurance Company. See you next time.